Whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through Hi, and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi, the next generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we have a special guest joining us for season 11, episode 44 and 45 in the cold, cold night. Cody Keplinger is here with us. Hi. (laughs) We just spoke for about 45 minutes about Grey's Anatomy and other nonsense before we started recording. We haven't seen Cody (laughs) since the last time we recorded. It's been a while. It's been a long time. We needed to catch up. So, and she's got a lot of cool stuff going on with the book coming out soon, (laughs) which hopefully you plug at the end of the show again. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. (laughs) She's officially on her like press tour. Not really, well, like the, pre, but, but I am, I am, I am doing pre-publication stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we're talking about season eleven, episodes forty-four and forty-five in the cold, cold night. And Kelsey, will you please read us the YouTube summary? Would love to. With Katie in rehab, the rest of the new staff is goofing off, and Claire assumes the responsibility for getting out the holiday edition. She asks her old friends to help and tries to mend fences with Allie. Is that an expression? Meanwhile, Fiona and Imogen yeah. attempt to throw a frost frostival event, <laughs> and Eli urges Fiona to act on her crush on Imogen. Is that it? That's that's the whole kitten caboodle. Sounds good. They probably forgot one thing, did they? Oh yeah, the Maya band thing. But oh right, I, for- I mean I forgot the Maya. Band I know thing. I, I, I forgot, forgot until I looked this. at my notes. <laughs> Full disclosure, I watched this episode Friday night when I got back from Coney Island, so I was like two margaritas deep, and it was 1 a.m. I drank wine while I watched this episode on Friday as well. Also, can I I just say, I feel like this didn't feel like a finale. It didn't feel like a finale, because it's a a winter break finale, because they start, the season was all weird. Yeah, it did not feel like a season 11 finale. It felt... Like, like it felt like that prom episode that was like a finale, a but like finale. nothing happened. Yeah, yeah. mid season finale. Like we've had way more dramatic mid season finales, though. Oh, for sure. I kind of liked it though. I actually think it did. So for me, it did feel like a finale only because there were a couple of plots that it started and then we're like, but where will they go? That's and I'll true. like, Mostly you know, we'll talk about that plots. later. <laughs> yeah. So I'm here for it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but the episode. Is but called- I think. Oh, sorry. I, well, I was just going to say, I think maybe it didn't feel like a finale for this season because so much of the season has been like. This season like, is the be- so long. <laughs> yeah. And, but, and also like the Bianca Drew stuff is so dramatic that for, for the finale to not be super dramatic is probably a little weird. Yeah. yeah. The season premiere of this was definitely a lot more dramatic than the season finale. Oh, it feels I know. It like a hundred years ago, by the way. And also like an entirely different television show. <laughs> yes. Listen, don't forget. The season premiere is also what had Kiki Palmer in it. Oh, <laughs> my God. I forgot about Me that. Me, too. That's when Where everyone is so stoked here. to go to a Kiki Palmer concert. <laughs> Who has ever been that excited to go to a Kiki Palmer concert? Like, listen, I love Kiki, Kiki Palmer, Palmer as an list. <laughs> But I love Kiki Palmer as an actress. I'm like, did she have a big music career? Like, she's gotten pretty big as an actress because she, like, was on – um. Masters of Sex and like a few other things. Like she's she's Screen getting queens. more and more recognition as an actress. But she was and she was like a child actress too. Yeah. Um, yeah, she started young. Yeah. Was she the one in Aquila and the Bee? 
I don't remember. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, but Cody yeah, Kiki Palmer, expert for the day. Oh, Kiki Palmer. Kiki um, Palmer. but the episode is called "In the Cold, Cold Night," which is a 2003 song by the White Stripes. Um, and I guess it works because it's winter. Yeah, <laughs> that's about. And the car, the frostival happens at night. <laughs> Yeah, I love the white stripes. But it doesn't. It happens in the afternoon. Oh, it doesn't. Oh, yeah. That's right. But it gets dark in daytime. Yeah, it does. I don't remember. But it also is winter in Canada, so that could be literally anytime. It gets dark at 5 p.m. Yes. Um, I'm I'm actually not really familiar with this song, but it seems like a Meg White singing situation, which listened to it a little bit before, and I was like, all right, whatever. Because I really like the white stripes, but I was like, yeah, I don't know this song at all. Yeah, it's like fine, whatever. There have been worse. It's true. There have um, definitely been the worse. The title implies much more drama than this episode has. True. I'm just like, I'm really disappointed in this season finale, <laughs> you guys. I was like, nothing happened. Although Nobody I got shot. Nothing. Nobody me. was murdered. Do not take this episode away from me. No, I no, love no. this episode. No, so it, was, it was like, I was like, it was a real, it was a feel good episode. Like it Nobody was heartwarming. Nobody got hit by a car. Nothing. It was very heartwarming and like a very good feel good episode. Yeah. And I really loved how all the relationships panned out. But also, like. Oh, this it's definitely was, I was like, like a kind of a snooze fest. It was definitely a ship heavy ep. Which yeah. like I've which I was not mad about at all because we haven't really had that kind of focus in a little bit. We've been too busy with like Jacinda, Jacinda. getting hit by a car and like oh my God. Katie having a drug problem and going to rehab. It's been like it's we've been on a weird roller coaster. <laughs> um oh. I love I love this episode so much though. Listen, any Fiona episode I'm probably just gonna like stand for at all times. Speaking cause... of Fiona, my first note is about Fiona's purse. Do we wanna do fashion police right off the bat? Yes, always. Let's she has do it. Such I don't, a shiny I don't purse. have I don't have that many notes. Um I don't like Fiona's hair this episode. Allegra it's, does not like her hair either. It's really straight. And like I'm like it's not bad, but I don't think it flatters her face nearly as much as it does when it's like wavy and curly, like she used to have it. And I was a big fan of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I lo- Imogen has this like cool leather jacket situation that I enjoyed. Imogen also has a black parade jacket. Yes. <laughs> um, Claire's hair is slightly different, but she still looks like a guidance counselor at all times. Her hair looks better. Yeah. Than it has. Uh, I have a note. This is less fashion. I have a note that just says, holy shit, Marisol is beautiful. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Eli looks amazing in this Eli episode, looks great. too. And he I figured so out good. what it is, you guys. I figured it out. He stopped wearing eyeliner. Mm. It changed the whole game. Mm. He stopped wearing eyeliner, and now he looks like a human person and not <laughs> his like hair a is hot also topic better. employee. His hair I is say, better. I think it's his hair. His ha- he right. It's no longer, like, it's not as long on the side. It's less Lego-y. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> way much, way less Lego-y. Way less Lego-y. Actually, my, my friend hadn't seen an episode with Eli in it in a long time, and they were like, oh, the hair's different. It's still bad. <laughs> I hate it, but it's different. I'm, all right. Um, uh, speaking of hair, Allie's hair looks great. Yeah. Oh yeah, Allie, Allie looks amazing. Allie, like she was Allie already beautiful. She was already beautiful, but she just like growing has like growing older has been kind to her. Either she figured yeah. out makeup better, or she's something. always had pretty good makeup she, though. Yeah, she's always and she's always been beautiful, but she like looks like yeah, it's unreal. Um, Miss My o, friend refers to it. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna okay. say Miss O has the giant yeah. has giant hoops. Yes. 
I was just going to say, my friend refers to people like Allie as being pretty of the face. <laughs> she is pretty of She's the face. She's very pretty of the face. Um, Holly like her, J got highlights, guys. Oh, sorry. I cut you off. Holly J has great hair. Holly J looks That's amazing, period. She looks incredible, but she got highlights. She's, like, way blonder. Yeah, she's way blonder. Yeah. Um, her hair's, like, like kind of got that wavy thing going. It's Her hair's good. Her she hair looks great. Really good. She also, I love her coat. Yes. She has a great coat at the beginning yes! of part two. Can we it's talk so about... Ooh, it is good. <laughs> Can we talk about how at the end, everyone is wearing, like, the same exact everyone knit hat? Everyone has so many... How, I just wrote, like, so much knit... All of the knit hats. So everyone much is knit. wearing a knit hat. Too. They're all wearing the same hat. It's ridiculous. And, like, matching Marisol. scarves, but just in different colors. Yeah. Marisol's hat was my favorite, though, because I liked, it was very bright. I liked the yellow and pink combo. Although, you know who did not have good hats? Tori and Tristan. Tristan is wearing <gasps> a fedora. Oh, my God. Okay, wait, wait. My note for Tristan is just, Tristan's outfit at the festival is very ellipsis Tristan. It's <laughs> <laughs> fair. Yes. And Tori has like, one of the, has, like, a big furry hat thing going on. Um. Oh, and Maya's off-the-shoulder, like, foxy shirt that she want was going to wear to her audition is also a look i kind of love it oh right yeah the foxy shirt and i don't like the foxy bit but i love anything off the shoulder oh yeah yeah cody See, loves her off the i i felt the opposite of that i was like i like the foxy bit in an ironic way hate the one shoulder fuck the one shoulder um, it is the one thing um, Cody and I like fundamentally disagree I, on. I love anything off the shoulder. It's a thing. We, Tori, oh my god. Tori, a Tori's hair is always great. Tori looks so adorable. Yeah. Tori looks so much like Manny, and I know it's with her sisters. Yeah. Also, fun fact: I've interviewed her on the phone before. Oh really? Yeah. Um. Several, a few years ago, when she was on Degrassi. I was writing for like a pop culture magazine online um, uh, that no longer exists, I'm pretty sure. Um, and uh, that was one of my assignments. I got to interview her. Um, and so like it was like a one-on-one like 15, 20 minute interview, I think. And I had to write an article up about it. Nice. Any insights? Um, <laughs> uh, she's very sweet. Um, uh, I don't remember... Um, oh, I think I asked her what her favorite Degrassi ship was, and I'm pretty sure it was Bianca and Drew. Oh, nice. That's a good choice. <laughs> um, did, did she give off any indication that she would be up for uh, interviewing with a small podcast <laughs> years ago? <laughs> I was going to say, this was like way, way back. This was like season 12. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to gauge her openness. <laughs> I, I don't know how busy she is, so I mean worth a shot and then she could hook us up with her sister <laughs> did you ask her about why she wasn't playing angie <laughs> yeah i did actually um and the reason she wasn't entirely sure but her guess was that in order for her to come back as angie um they would have had to bring joey um back. joey back or, or explain why joey wasn't around which mm. would have been like more complicated um but also i think timeline wise she's technically too old to be Angie now because like she was slightly older than Angie while playing Angie I think mm. so like for the timeline to match up like I don't think Angie would have quite been at that age yeah gotcha uh-huh. although but, I'm trying you know, to think this is season 11, 11. no I think Angie would have been older because this is season well how this old is was season Angie 11 season two she was like Angie what, five or six no, she's younger. I think she's like four or something. She's really young. Really? I, I think by the time like... Craig leaves, 
I thought like by was... the time Greg leaves, she's like she's like seven or eight. But that was still like she's ten seven. years ago. No, not necessarily. By the time Craig leaves, she's seven or eight. Okay, so that's no. She probably wouldn't have been old enough. Oh, and also know. keep in mind because the every... timelines are all weird. Also. Yeah, oh, that's mind, true. Not every, not every season is a year. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, so even though she may have been the same age as Angie while playing Angie, we have a few years where it's like one season is only half a year or something. Although to be so, to be honest, I would not put it past Degrassi to be like, Angie's old enough now, even if she technically wouldn't have been. Yeah. <laughs> if they oh, could yeah. if they could do it. <laughs> but yeah, so her guess though was because the Joey thing. Yeah. Like that it would have been complicated to explain like where Joey is and stuff. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, do we have any more fashion yeah, notes? Yeah, I like Eli's leather jacket. That's all I have. I also like the leather jacket. Yeah, that's jacket. all my notes. Okay. I, I just said that I liked pretty much, I like, I thought everyone looked really cute in their winter wear outside. So much, so much outerwear. Lots of outerwear. outerwear. <laughs> um, but the episode starts with Fiona is ready to like pounce on student council life now that Katie is in rehab. Yep. <laughs> and she wants to like get back at Katie and Marisol. But I like how she wants to get back at them by, like, being better than them and not by, like, sabotaging something that they're doing. Yeah. Which is very nice. <laughs> it is nice. It's, like, a real best-case scenario. Yeah. Um, also, Mo- is why I love Fiona. Because Fiona's, like, a true Slytherin. Yeah. Like, she's, like, she's, like, I, like, she knows. She's, like, I'm not going to be able to just, like, ruin their lives. So, instead, what I'm going to do is just be ambitious and be better than them. Yes. And I'm, like, I'm, like, Fiona, I love you. It's so good. <laughs> Um, Mo stands up for Marisol because Imogen and oh, Fiona yeah. like barge like into muscle. student council. Yeah. Um, I love yeah. Mo. Yeah. I can't help it. I, I love Mo except when he's being gross. I, I'm on the fence. Like when Mo's good, I love Mo. But when, when Mo's, Mo's good, bad, he's good. I don't like him. Yeah. Mo it's is true. like, I, I have no loyalties to Mo. Let's be But real. I'm weirdly like really on board for Mo and Marisol. Me too. Oh, but I don't yeah, like either it. of them really. Yeah. I don't understand what it is, but I'm like here for it. I'm like, I kind of can't stand either of you, but also I love this. Um, And so basically Fiona and Imogen like barge into the student council meeting and like try to stage a coup. Uh, and and the- Fiona's like, remind me, has anything fun happened this year? Have we had any dances or any movie nights? But my note was, didn't they have a movie night or was that a year ago? And I just am switching up my timeline. When Claire made the, out with that guy. That was a year ago because that's when Dave and Allie got together. And that was before summer break because over summer break is when Allie went away and Dave cheated on her. Oh, the things right. that I have locked into my brain. Oh, right. So it was So it was the last But Liam is back in this episode. I saw that. On, on the newspaper. Like, oh, I miss Liam as like the weirdo who just wanted to watch rock documentaries. <laughs> what the fuck happened to that guy? Oh, gosh. I was so endeared by him. But, yeah, but, yeah, Fiona and Imogen are, like, and then they get, like, Mo like, pushes them out of the room and, like, locks them up, and Imogen's face is, like, plastered up against the glass door, and it's hilarious. (laughs) Imogen is so cute. I love, uh, yeah, they, when Mirasol is, like, remove them from my, from my sight, and Mo kind of gives her a look, like, wait, really? (laughs) And then she, like, nods, and he's, like, okay! And I'm, like, first off, Marisol, you're the class president. You're not fucking Henry VIII. Like, you can't be like, remove these peasants. Like, that's not how it works. And also, Imogen yells, this is assault. I have lawyers. And I'm like, I mean, technically, you're right. This is assault. It's not great. Um, Mo is the bouncer. It's yeah. fine. It's, and Marisol still sucks. 
Um, but then we're with Claire, who's going to the newspaper. Called the Degrassi Daily, which I'm still pissed which about. Which I'm, okay. again, so confused about, because at one point Claire's like, we have to keep it going. The Degrassi Daily is an institution. And I'm like, excuse yeah. you? What the fuck happened to the actual institution of the grapevine? Nobody has explained where it went. No, it's just, now it's, now if anyone listens to our show without having watched earlier seasons, they're going to be like, what the fuck is this grapevine? section why well, isn't it called degrassi daily that's literally my note though i was like because i wrote down the quote the holiday edition of the grassy daily is an institution i was like okay but how can it be an institution if it only five minutes ago it was the grapevine also later on when they're like we're using like an old school version of the masthead or whatever and i'm like what about the grapevine how old is degrassi daily were they both just happening at the same time this doesn't make any sense the school is so big, apparently, despite everyone knowing each other, that they have multiple newspapers, have I guess. Two newspapers. Jesus Christ. Um, anyway, yeah, so Claire goes in, and they're like, Katie's gone, so we're not doing the holiday edition because we don't have a leader. And Claire's like, okay, well, I'll do it. And they're like, no, nah, we still don't want to do it. And she's like, well, then I'll do everything. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense, but it's stupid. Why Also, why don't they have, like, a teacher on board telling them no you still have to do this i feel like we've learned anything anything about degrassi it's that they don't believe in supervision despite (laughs) like trying to be so strict there are still no teachers like involved in any of these clubs it's ridiculous never (laughs) but they have fucking metal detectors but they don't have cameras there are a lot of holes in their (laughs) security plan able to like students are still able to sneak into school if they have a key without anyone knowing who they are because they don't have cameras why there's so many sense. holes in the security. It doesn't make any sense. Um, anyway, then we're with uh, Eli and Fiona. And Eli totally sees the image in Fiona vibing. And Eli totally ships them. <laughs> Hell yeah, he does. Eli says, Eli literally says, so what are you two going to make out already? Exactly. And I just wrote, I just wrote, Eli understands me. <laughs> he knows. Yes. And I like funny that he's not, like, weird and jealous about, like, the whole image in the Yeah, thing. he's like, we're better as friends. It's fine. Oh, also, at this point is when I was like, Eli's hair looks great. And Allegra was like, Eli's hair looks great. He crinkled the bowl. I forgot to mention that during fashion. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's great. What's funny, though, is when Eli says, so what are you guys going to make out? Uh, uh, Fiona goes, oh, I wish. I mean, uh. And Eli's like, I was kidding. Oh. <laughs> She's like, uh, uh, shut up. I didn't say anything. What? <laughs> pretty much like fiona so smooth so smooth it's amazing um but then eli has a suggestion for their student council woes which is go over their fucking heads and just go to simpson with your idea or whatever and he's being Uh, again marisol isn't henry the eighth so (laughs) yeah she's interim student council president which is is like the lowest position of authority that you can be (laughs) Um, but Sorry, then, Cody, you were saying something and I totally talked about it. Oh, I did. Eli's also a Slytherin. Oh, a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that for sure. Um, but then we are in band class and I love Tristan and his French horn. And Maya is like showboating on her tr- on her cello because she's bored because everyone's bad or worse than she is. And Miss O was not having any of it. That's kind of all that happened. Why is Miss O still here? I don't fucking know. She should be fired like, for is... having a relationship with a student. But it, did it come out that she was having a relationship no, with a student? No, but still. In my and that heart. bothers me. 
that bothers me though that it never came out that like they built that up and then it's like it just seems like it's okay and we're still like supposed to believe him as so as an authority figure and a teacher yeah also has she always taught bands yeah she taught she media immersion doing oh yeah she did media immersion but she also did music stuff because remember okay she and sav practiced music alone or something and oh. they and she led that like music class composition class where like he and mo created music for the school play and i don't know oh yeah this she opened for like- arcade fire guys <laughs> this just feels really inappropriate of degrassi and like really like like gross to just, that like she had in a relationship with a student and it presumably we don't know she and sav could still be hooking like be together and he's not a student anymore but still not great yeah and and but now like just like not a big deal she's the teacher and we're supposed to see her as a figure of authority i'm like Degrassi, did you forget what you did with... Okay. I feel like Degrassi sometimes has weird blind spots, and this is yeah. one of them. Like, I don't understand. I, they And they were playing it as a love story while it was happening, even though I think both of us were just, like, screaming the whole time. Yeah. But the it's way gross. that it was framed and edited and shot and, like, the music that played in the background, it was like, this is fine. Sav's 18 and he's not going to be a student soon. So we're just playing with fire a little bit. I'm like, no, this is still bad. What it's are we still doing? Bad. It's bad. Yeah. It's bad. Anyway, um, so yeah, I, I was like, wait, why is she still a teacher here? I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, Wasn't she also on Instant Star, that actress? I think she was. Maybe. I can't remember. I don't Instant remember. Star is pretty fuzzy. Yeah. Any- yeah, same. Anyway, then Fiona goes to see Mr. Simpson and he's like very aggressively eating a sandwich and looks like he's losing his fucking mind. Also, she says the word click, but she pronounces it cleek. And I thought yeah, it was really weird. I did not care for that. <laughs> and yeah, she's and, going but, to Mr. Simpson to plan a daytime carnival that she's offering to fun. Yeah. Which is a lot to take on, even for you, Fiona. It's insane. To like pay for actual carnival rides, and he's like, "Fine, whatever." But I don't, and but we then later find out he's like, "I didn't know you were actually gonna buy real carnival rides. I thought it was just like the theme." <laughs> but, <laughs> but my question to that is, the theme of what? <laughs> like carnival. Yeah, but they're not having a dance. Like, would they just have like cardboard cutouts and people would wander a parking <laughs> well, <I'm> not- lot? <laughs> like. <laughs> Games yeah, like stuff, games maybe. and like, okay, with and like the aesthetic would be like carnival, okay, like the shark in the water theme song, but okay. like not real, okay, because I was a little confused. <laughs> the theme of wandering an empty parking lot. <laughs> no, I bet they'd have like booths, like maybe they'd have like a cakewalk or like something like that. <laughs> I'm very yeah. Like, is a cakewalk exactly what it sounds like? I've heard. It's where, but I don't know what it is. Everybody like brings in desserts and like donates desserts for the cakewalk, and then you like put numbers in a circle and you play music, and it's kind of like musical chairs. And then, like, and then when you stop, and then they pull a number, and if you're on that number, then you get a cake or like a dessert. That sounds amazing. I want to. I want to go on (laughs) a cakewalk. It's wonderful. I love cake. I also (laughs) just want to go on a walk where I stop at various restaurants and eat cake. (laughs) Just go to Smorgasbord. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think what Mr. Simpson though was imagining is something like. So my school. I don't know if this is a thing other places, but my school every year did a fall festival. Yeah, something like Um, that. And it wasn't like a carnival. We didn't have rides or anything, but we had like booths. We had games. Like, of course, it's fall, so we had like pumpkin-related stuff. 
we're in the south, so we definitely had cornhole competitions. Oh my um, God, I love cornhole. Maybe like a hay yep. maze or a corn maze or like we definitely had like a hay that. maze. Yeah, yeah, and like so, like it's like like so it's like not like my school was poor, so it was not super expensive to put on. Um, so I'm thinking he's probably imagining something like that, like a like a festival, because I keep calling it a festival. So I think he was yeah. imagining like a festival with carnival as the theme, not like an actual like carnival state fair ride situation which also we don't need to get into the nitty-gritty of that stuff again because we've already spent so much time on this podcast talking about the zipper but like yeah i don't but also you you need like insurance and permits on yeah on rides and shit yeah and he was like he, yeah. he was saying that and he's like we need security like what are you doing to me yeah like that feels like a thing that they should have discussed at more length um, she also should have submitted more of a proposal. He just like signed off on it. Yeah, it was yeah not very well thought out or discussed in yeah. detail. Um, but I also credit that to Fiona being mostly a steamroller and like she probably is. leaving out details just so she can get what she wants, which is very Fiona and very Slytherin. Yeah, I um, love her. <laughs> me too. But then we're with Claire, and she is approaching all of her old friends to help her with the newspaper, and they're all like, nah, dog, you have abandoned us, bye. Yeah, which is fucking fair. Which is very fair. Also, can I just say that there was just a little snippet we hear of the intercom, and it's either Dave or Adam, but they're talking, they're like, check out Dave and Adam's mono mono podcast version oh online. And I was <laughs> I like, oh my God, Dave and I Adam <laughs> turned their show into a podcast. Oh boy. It's come full circle. <laughs> there have been like, a there are a couple like, well, we can't forget Toby's grapevine Never podcast. forget Toby's grapevine <laughs> podcast. Oh, Toby. Um, and then we are with Fiona and she's Skyping her mom, and it sounds like her mom is maybe in some, well, like, legal no, tactics. Was, no, her mom is there. Her oh, mom's, her mom like, is packing there. to leave, okay, and she's like, she's like, I have, like, a meeting with some accountants. I was like, this is ominous, because Fiona just yeah. offered to, like, pay, spend a lot of money, and she Fiona's, like, asking for stuff and, like, spending money, and her mom is like, maybe chill on that, because yeah. uh, I got to I gotta go meet with some accounting people. I was like, oh, they're totally broke, or she's, like, getting caught for, like, tax things yeah something <laughs> we also kind of skipped or at least i think we did claire like we mentioned claire approached her friends we kind of skipped what happened oh, there yeah. which is that she yeah like went up to like it was, it was Allie, like Allie and jenna and casey and connor yeah and, and Allie's like, like hey. why would we help you yeah which is fair yeah it's totally fair but also bums me out when they fight i know it's an it's just a, an annoying situation but that also, they've been in for, like, the second half of this season. But, like, Claire super deserves what's coming to her from Allie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because she I agree. treated Allie like shit. I mean, we'll get into it later when Allie, like, fully confronts her. Which I was like, yes, hand it to her. Yeah, because Claire was fucking unfair. She's unfair and selfish and basically yeah, chose her boyfriend over Allie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which is not cool. No. That's never cool. If your boyfriend is cheating on you with someone, don't just be mad at the other person. Like, break yeah. up with your boyfriend. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, then we're with Maya, who's playing that cello song. You know the cello. I don't know what it's called, but if I say the cello song, I think everyone knows what yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah, I can about. hear it in my brain <laughs> yeah. as you're saying it. And 
But then she, her dad is telling her to be quiet because Katie's sleeping and is home from rehab. Well, it's her, well, I, I think what it is is that Katie is in an outpatient program. Yeah. So. Well, that's what I mean. Like, oh, okay. she's home from rehab and is sleeping. Yeah. So I think, so, yeah, I did not realize it was outpatient. But, yeah, she's in an outpatient program, which is interesting because in my experience, um, I guess it also depends, you know, Canada, maybe it's different. But, like, in my experience, outpatient rehab is usually after school because they don't want to, like, uproot your life, which is why it's outpatient, not inpatient. Oh, yeah. that Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, um, I didn't think about that. You're right. Um, but... Then and then Maya's like, uh, band is stupid. I'm playing with with a bunch of idol rejects. I'm not challenged. I want to be bumped up to an older band. And her and dad's she, like, just ask Miss O about it. Like he's like, have you asked Miss O? And then he's like, did you give her an attitude? Which like, yeah, obviously she did. But Maya's going through some stuff. Also, she's kind of a snob. Yeah. Yeah. I I actually wrote I'm like I kind of think Maya's a bit annoying in this episode. Like I get it. I get what it's like to feel frustrated to not be challenged. But I'm also like, Maya, you're kind of being an, like, an asshole to all the other people in the band. Yeah. But she's also like, it's like not only is she like kind of being overlooked at school, but she's also being overlooked at home. So it like makes sense yeah. that she has an attitude, but it, the attitude is annoying nonetheless. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Um, but then we're with Imogen and uh, Fiona and they're like we're putting on the Frostival it's so exciting okay Imogen is the one who coins Frostival because yes. she's like Frostival's precious Frost she's like Frost Festival a Frostival and I'm like oh Imogen and then and Fiona is like smitten you can see it on her face mm-hmm. it's adorable but then Fiona's like I got the carnival approved or whatever and Imogen is like yay and kisses her on the cheek and she's like oh my god oh my <laughs> like god. hard it's, eyes yeah, it's so cute but also <laughs> yeah, did, did we mention that Fiona is still spending this money anyway she's like forging a check from the foundation like from the foundation that's being investigated but also she doesn't know it's being investigated she doesn't but know still, it but that. still not a great idea oh yes girl. great but yeah I, I wrote just kiss her I, I will give fair warning most of my notes for every image and fiona scene are just tell her you love her kiss her <laughs> kiss her um and then i think they break yeah. the news to marisol and then they lock marisol out of the room and they're Maris- like bye but also can we just say that marisol says something fairly telling and kind of accurate and also ominous towards what's gonna happen later which is if you weren't rich who would you be right so i was like all the signs are pointing to financial troubles for yes. Fiona. <laughs> exactly. but also it's a good point she does really use it as a crutch she really does um and then we are with we're in music class or we're with mizzo and maya and she's asking to be bumped up and she's like i can't do that but i can try to give you like more challenging side projects and you can work on theory which i think is like it, like uh, at least Miss O is like recognizing yeah. that Maya needs to be challenged and is trying to like help her as much as she can, even though she can't like bump her up in a yeah. band class. I thought it was nice that she's like willing to give her an alternate assignment. Cause yeah, because that's, that's also like more work for Miss O. Because now on top of the regular band stuff, she's gonna be like grading, grading her music theory. theory you yeah. Know? So it's nice that she's like, I understand that you need to be challenged. Mm-hmm. But also, that sounds so boring. I know. I was like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But then we're at the newspaper and Connor and Casey come and I thought that was very sweet. I loved it. It's so nice to see them all hanging out again. And Connor's like, I wish we could all just be friends again or like something like that. And I'm like, I miss them. I miss the group too, Connor. I miss the I miss the core team. But also I, I forgot I wrote down the exact quote. We'll never be friends like we used to be. And then my heart broke. <laughs> I even liked I, Casey. This is the most I've ever liked Casey. I love that Casey and Connor are like buds again. Yeah. It makes me I literally happy. wrote, none of you deserve Connor. Seriously. That is the truest that fact. so true. The moral of Degrassi is <laughs> no one deserves, deserves Connor. <laughs> um... But then we are with uh, Fiona and Imogen. Oh, we're in chemistry class. And yes, I love this. So subtle. Imogen and Fiona have major chemistry. And then Eli comes over and I think he says something to that effect. And he ships it so much. He ships it. (laughs) He ships it so hard. So what happens is they're doing something with reactant. Right. And Imogen's like, do you think that was a, uh, I don't remember what the word was, but like, basically talking about like how big the reaction was and they're like joking around and um Imogen says something about like was what Marisol said true about you trying to impress me and Imogen made a joke like said something like along the lines of because it's working and then Eli leans around and goes I'd call that a whatever reaction like a major reaction (laughs) which was was like Eli not subtle shifts it so hard shifts it the hardest loves it and then I think he's also, doesn't he also, I don't remember, I wrote down Eli's a good friend. Is he like, you should just tell her how you feel or yeah. like something like that? Yeah. I don't remember. He also asks for two tickets to the carnival. Right. And he's and she's like, really? It's your thing? And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. I don't know. Shut up. Because <laughs> <laughs> Eli knows, I think the thing is, Eli knows that like, if he's on, like, as much as he like, like ships her and him, uh, Fiona and Imogen, I think he also knows that she would probably warn him against like, Getting in the Claire Claire sphere again. Mm, yeah. Because yeah. she is also a good friend. Yes. yes. Um, but then we're in band class and Maya is just like off to the side being separate. And Tori and Tristan are like giving her looks and is like, what's going on? And then we also find out that she's not actually doing theory. She's like looking in the newspaper and she finds an ad that says, Indie band seeks rocking stringist or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Just like oh god, of course. Um, I there is I a band in Brooklyn that is just six different string instruments. By the way, I mean that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> I just because yeah, I just want to know what indie band this is because we later like we'll later we'll get to it in a minute. But we later learn like they're like having auditions at a bar. I'm like, what indie band that plays at bars needs a cello? <laughs> <laughs> Jealous, like although uh, there's uh, there's like an indie band i really like um oh god uh something michelle and the velvet pels or something um i can't remember but i like them and they have a violinist and also my friend used to be in an indie band called woolly and the mammoth and they had a violinist so a violinist in an indie band isn't that uncommon no, but a cellist okay. is it also a little bit more out there. But I also feel like it's like we want to be different and cool, so we need a cello. Like it seems but like. But also, they were they seem to be open to all string right. musicians. Right. So that's true. That's also they they might be leaning towards violin, but seeing what comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we are with Claire, and she's finally apologizing. Lucy Michelle and the Velvet Lapels. Okay, sorry, that was gonna bug me. <laughs> 
And then Claire is finally apologizing to Allie and admitting that she was a hypocrite and how she didn't, like, she let what's-his-face, I've already for Jake off the hook, even though she didn't let, and, and she, like, demonized Allie for, like, both of them doing the same shitty thing. And Allie is kind of like, I mean, too little, too late. And this is when she hands it to her. And yeah, and it's it. amazing. And she also brings up that yeah. thing that was really bothering us during that other was, episode. She like, minimizing her problems yeah. with Dave. And yeah. Claire was like, I didn't know. And she's like, yeah, because you were treating me like my problems weren't as important as yours because you're selfish. Yeah. And I was like, yes. It was hand great. it to her. <laughs> um, and, yeah, it was a great fight. And then... We and then we see um, all of Fiona's assets getting seized in her apartment because it's evidence because her mom got arrested uh, for tax yeah. things. Her lawyer is there and it's like, um, your mom got arrested. You can't talk to her. People are taking your shit now, but like, don't worry about it. And it's yeah. like, um, excuse me. Also, but Fiona. I Fiona is so cute, though. When she first sees that there are people in her house, she thinks she's being robbed. And yeah. she busts in. like, I've already called the police. And I'm like, Fiona. <laughs> and it's like, oh, the police are here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we... Oh, but then we hop back to the newspaper, and they ended up roping Allie into helping anyway, and Jenna. And it's kind of awkward. And then we learn that Jake and Jenna are just friends, apparently, still. And everyone's getting assignments, and Jenna wants to do music reviews, of course, and nobody wants to cover theater. But then, okay, in wait, walks wait. Eli. Hey, I'm going to say, wait, my notes are literally stream of consciousness. As soon as she's like, no one's going to cover theater, I wrote down, Eli won't cover theater. <laughs> and then and then my follow-up note is, oh, there he is. <laughs> and then I, I know I wrote, of course, I said, nobody, I was, I think I was in the middle of writing, nobody wants to cover theater. And then I was like, oh my God, in comes Eli looking amazing. He looks great. He's here to save the day in his leather jacket and it's great and it's like oh boy i think i see what's ramping up now eclair part two is ramping up now and you know what i'm here for same um and then we're and then this is when fiona's skyping with her mom right yeah yeah and it's like oh her mom's totally guilty she's super (laughs) guilty they froze their assets yeah and she's like i sent someone and i was like it's gonna be holly j it's gonna be holly j it's gonna be holly j and she's like perfect timing she's like i sent someone to help you through it and she's like declan she's like no declan's here with me i sent holly j and then literally the door immediately opens and it's like i'm here it's amazing (laughs) and i was so happy i missed holly j and her hair looks great so good Good. And her hair looks great. Fiona is so happy to see her. Like, they're listen. We have come a long way since the episode I was on with in New York, where Fiona oh hated boy. Holly J oh and they hate each other. Like, their relationship now is like to me much more endearing than Holly J and Declan were even. Like, yeah. their friendship just is like the sweetest thing. Like, they love each other so much. It's so good. I love it. Um, but we also learn that um, Fiona is gonna have to move back to New York. Yeah, which is yeah. a bummer. Um, oh, she also admits to her mom that she forged the check uh, right. in that scene. And, like, it, I kind of felt bad for her. She's like, it's my fault. I forged this check from the foundation. And, like, it's like, oh, Fiona. Like, and her mom's like, it's, that's not that's not why this <laughs> she's, happened. She's like, oh, no, we have bigger fish, fish to fry in this situation. But I know. But it's just, like, I felt bad for Fiona. She's like, she clearly, like, thought, I can handle this. And now she's, like, blaming this on herself. I'm yeah, like, oh, Fiona, I yeah. love you so much. Um. 
But then part so then pu- that's the end of part one, and then part two starts off with Holly J and Fiona like walking up to the school, and Holly J just looks great. Um, and then I think Fiona's talking about like how she needs to pay for the carnival and how Imogen's gonna be mad about it, or I don't really remember. Yeah, and Imogen comes up and she's like, "I sold all of the tickets." And yeah, like great. And then Fiona's like, oh, "Okay, well I can't complete and clean now because you're too excited." Well, and also Holly J clearly sees that they're into each other because she's oh. like, "Oh, you must, you're, you're Imogen. Fiona, tell me so much about you." Yeah, and Fiona's like, and she's, le- and Holly J's leaving now. <laughs> yeah, but like Imogen is so obviously into her because otherwise she would not have followed up and been all like hopeful mm-hmm. about that. I like, know. did she mean it when she said you were trying to impress me? Whatever. Yeah, I know. Come on, you guys. Like, oh. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. <laughs> Um, but then we're with Claire and Eli and she loves his theater piece and I'm like, oh God, they're so cute. I ship it again. This is ridiculous. Oh my God, me too. They're totally flirting. And then Jenna says, for people that I haven't talked much, you two haven't missed a beat. <laughs> and, then- and I wrote, and I wrote, Jenna's right. They're still as dramatic as ever. Exactly. <laughs> Seriously. Cause then he's like, let's go to lunch. And she's like, oh no, I don't think that I should. I don't think it would be a good idea. And it's like. God damn it, Claire. Don't, like, blame this on his bipolar diagnosis. Like, Seriously. You're just scared. And then um, Jenna pulls a, like, way harsh tie. Yeah. Um, I will say Connor has a line here because Claire, like. Oh, I know it, exactly it, what you're going to say. I but Connor's it. line I love so much is, I hate when people, because Claire's like, I'm just doing it for his own good or whatever. Like, I'm avoiding it for his own good. And Connor's like, okay, but I hate when people do things for my own good. And I just wrote. You and every other disabled person ever, Connor. <laughs> like, and I'm sure this applies for mental illness as well. But like, oh my gosh, like when you when you have a disability of any kind, which you know Connor has Asperger or it has autism because we don't really count As- yeah. Asperger's yeah. now it's part of the autistic spectrum now. But like Connor has autism. Like when you're disabled, like people are constantly like making decisions for what they think is your own good, and you're like, I, I get a say in this. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> um, how about we? Talk to me about what I know or my what my limits are, and then we can go from there. Like I'll yeah, let you know right. when I'm not ready to do something. And we saw with Craig that a lot of people were doing things for his own good too, which was like a part of what made him so frustrated. And I feel like with Craig's situation, if so many people weren't like babying him, he might have like stayed on track instead of kind of going off the rails a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I I love that line from Connor. And again, I'm I'm getting. None of you deserve Connor. <laughs> exactly. Um, but then we're with Fiona and we find out that she owes the Carney people $11,000. $11, yeah. And Marisol is being a real see you next Tuesday about the whole situation. And she's but like. But she also kind of sees through Fiona's. She does. Yes. <laughs> she does. But she's being shitty about it. Yeah, she is. She, I, she yeah, like, hates I actually, her for no reason. And it really, it drives me nuts. Yeah. When we were watching yeah. this, Allegra's like, why is Marisol such a bitch? Oh, because a man wrote this. Yeah. Basically. It doesn't Probably. make it. It's like, make she hates any her for no reason. For no reason. Like, what I kind of get, I get Fiona yeah. and Imogen hating her. Yeah. I get Fiona they, and Imogen hating Marisol. I don't get Marisol hating Fiona it doesn't make sense because Marisol and Katie are the ones that did something wrong yeah Fiona Uh. and Imogen didn't screw them over it's the opposite and yeah I literally though Marisol is so fucking mean in this scene yeah like unwarrantedly mean especially considering that Fiona like yes Fiona locked her out of the room that's the meanest thing Fiona has done to Marisol and, like, like, not gone along going, with her plan to, like, let Imogen take the fall for sneaking into school or whatever. Yeah, which was not, like, 
like, come on. Like, obviously she wasn't going to do that. Mm. And then, but yeah, and then, but like going over Marisol's head, she got a carnival habit. It's not like she took Marisol's position as interim president. Exactly, because Mr. Simpson's like, you have to work with Marisol to do this. So it's like, it's ridiculous. Anyway. It's very stupid. Anyway, we have a brief moment where we're with Tori, who's asking Maya for fashion advice. No, Maya's oh, asking sorry, no, other way around. I got confused. Other that way around. That would be interesting. That would be fun. Which uh, she needs because Maya's wearing that terrible hat again. I hate that hat. <laughs> um, and Tori gives not great fashion advice, so that's fun. But I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, the one thing we fundamentally disagree on. I, wish, I will say, though, I wish the shirt, I was fine with it being off the shoulder. I wasn't a big fan of Foxy, but whatever. I do wish it was a different color. Like, I think the shirt would have looked way cuter in, like, a, like, dark, like, a jewel tone rather than, like, that light color. Yeah. It would have been edgier if it were a darker shade. Yeah. Yes. Um, but then we're with Mr. Simpson, who is flipping out. And this is when he's, he is like, pissed. he's, like, I didn't know you were doing the real carnival machines. I thought it was just the theme. <laughs> and then I wrote, I wrote, these kids stress snake out so fucking much. <laughs> And then Fiona's like, come on, Mr. Simpson, you're just a cog in the machine, sir. Oh, my God. And he's like, I know, another brick in the wall. And I'm like, lol, nice Pink Floyd reference, Mr. Simpson. And he's like, (laughs) you need to get this shit together. You're giving me an aneurysm, basically. So he basically is like, scale it down. (laughs) Make it work. (laughs) This is ridiculous. Which... And she's just like, I can't afford it anyway. And he's like, she's like, but it'll be fine. What if we like bring in people from the town and like open it up to the public? And he's like, that's insane. He's like, this was supposed to be a school daytime carnival event. Like, we can't like bring it out. I need security. What are you doing to me? Yeah, it's insane. Poor Um, Snake. Snake. I feel like Snake is developing an ulcer because of these children. (laughs) Oh, for sure. (laughs) Um. But then we're in the Zen garden and with Eli, who's being all cute, and she like goes to lunch with him anyway, right? Is that what's happening? Yeah, um, yeah. It's so awkward, and she so smells awkward. like his he, her soup. On oh him. my god! Can we just talk he is about so the so fact- much chiller than I would be? Can we just, about the soup? Oh yeah, but also can we just talk about the fact that who the fuck brings a thermos of soup to high Cauliflower school? soup to high school? Like, what are you doing? I was just like Claire Wood, but also why? <laughs> But also, like Eli is just so much chiller about the, like he like about the soup spill. I would have been like furious because I I can't I hate I hate when my clothes are wet for one thing. I hate when they smell weird. And I definitely just, like, I, smell weird. And like she didn't even f- oh. spill like a like a chicken noodle or like something that's like probably comes off a little easier. It's like cauliflower soup. That's like more of a chowder. Yeah. And he's like, they're yeah. just my uniform pants. And I'm like, you're going to smell like weird cauliflower soup all day now, though. And it's going to look like something else spilled on your crotch. That is true. Gonna say. I know. Speaking of, That's what she's I thought down too. there wiping it off. And I'm like, her face is so close to his dick. And they're like, oh, feelings like are history, too. right? And then that happens. And I'm like, this is not history, you guys. <laughs> nope. And then is this when he's like, can I ask you a question? Do you think we could ever pick up where we left off? And then, oh, no. And then that's, that's when she spills soup. the soup. Right. And she flips out. And then uh, he's like, okay, well, your turn. What question do you have? And she's like, can you rewrite Jenna's music review? <laughs> he's like, it's all business with you or something. They're just He's just so charming now. It's ridiculous. And they can't not have really vibes. It's ridiculous. Even with the soup spill thing. So many vibes. Yeah. It also could, a lot of it could be just like music they're playing in the background. Because before that, they were kind of awkward. (laughs) Um, 
But then we, we are with, are with Holly J and Fiona and Fiona is packing up her luggage and she's like complaining about how much she's had to move. And she's like, do you know how many times I've packed up these suitcases? And Fiona was like, I don't know, once. And she's like, yeah, these are new, <laughs> <laughs> which I really loved. Yeah. And then Imogen comes over and then Fiona starts kind of lashing out at her and and is like, I'm moving like my I broke la la la. We can't do the festival. And Imogen's like, well, you still have your health. And like a very like, like she means it wholeheartedly. And Fiona's like, ah, spinning out of yeah. control. She's I wrote in all caps. Tell her you love her. <laughs> that was all I could think about. Through most of the and episode. it's very sad. It's so sad. And she's being snotty with Holly J too. Mm-hmm. She's just. But Holly J's used to this. She's in a bad place. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but then we're with Maya in her off the shoulder foxy shirt and she's trying to sneak out for the audition, but then her dad catches her and then her dad gives her like non-advice. He's like, you just have to find ways to challenge yourself. Like, like, don't go to this, but find ways to challenge yourself. And it's like, that's literally what she was trying to do, but okay, dude. And he's but like, also, and oh. I will give her dad credit. Her dad's like, you're 13. Yeah. Like Which you also, can't... she's 13. I thought she'd be 14 in freshman year, but okay. Yeah, she must be young for her grade. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand why they didn't send her to music school. I know, right? They seem like they have, have a lot of money. Yeah, you don't have to go to the same school. Like, they, she went to the same school as her sister because Katie picked it. Yeah, and I'm that like, doesn't but, make sense. But I'm like, you don't have to do that. Like, at least, it, it, like, it seems like it's, they're in Toronto. It's a big city. We're in New York City. I know plenty of, like, plenty of parents who have children that go, like, maybe not in elementary school, but, like, by high school, they go to separate schools. Yeah. yeah like, especially if she just wants to focus on music. Like, like if you're going to a technical she, school. The fact that she owns a cello and is so good at it means she's at least been taking music lessons. If you can afford to, like, put your child through cello music lessons, you can probably afford to send them to, like, a nice art school. Also, by like, high school. We've seen their house, like. We've met Katie. <laughs> She's Katie's in rehab. Like they're paying for that. I mean, I don't, although I don't know cheap. if it's different in Canada. Oh, that's right. It Health might be like in Carolina. Gosh, I don't. Know. Yeah, but anyway, but it's like it's just another like thing that shows like how focused they've been on Katie in the midst of all the stuff and how Maya's kind of been overlooked, which is sad. Um, but then. We're with Fiona, who gets, like, a Confessions of a Shopaholic idea to just sell all of her shit to pay for the carnival. Yep. <laughs> uh, we didn't mention in the, like, fight with Imogen. Imogen is, like, she basically calls her a quitter before Storm. Right. Off. So Fiona's, like, I'm not going to be a quitter. I'm going to follow this through. And she starts, like, selling her things. And then Call Me Maybe starts playing. Yeah. I literally read all caps. Call Me Maybe. <laughs> like, during her, like, her sale... Um, and I couldn't really focus on anything because I was just singing to call me, maybe. Um, I did notice that in the background she was selling her scooter. Thank God. (laughs) I was like, why do you have this? Um, and then she's also like making Holly J like donate to her funds. (laughs) I love Holly J. The Holly J is, you know, like you got, you know, said something like, okay, so price check on something. And Fiona's like, mm, make me an offer. And Holly Joe goes, I'll take your side when you tell your mom about this. Yeah. <laughs> and then and like, Fiona, goes, no, no, no. Fiona goes, and $20. <laughs> and she's like, what? I have carnies to pay. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, but then we're <laughs> finally so at the carnival. And this is when all of the knit hats happen. So many knit hats. Um, but then, but she was able to raise the money to like pay off all the carnies, which is great. And then she and Imogen make up immediately because they love each other. And, and I wrote, kiss her, kiss her, kiss her, because the, 
it just the fact that it hadn't happened yet was bothering me. <laughs> but then, and then Maya goes up to the band and is like, guess what? I'm going to learn how to play the trumpet to challenge myself. And I'm back with you guys. And she oh, just, like, she just so disappointed. She just immediately sits down like, and it, and plays with them, but is so terrible. But I was like, I would never have been that bold to just be like, here is an instrument. I'm going to, my first time ever playing will be in a concert. <laughs> well, I think the concert's pretty low stakes. I mean, yeah. Also, she yeah. already has like looked down on the quality of the band that she is in, that she's like, I can't be any worse than these guys. I'm, I've never played the trumpet. I'll be on par with the sound. What's, what's funny, what's funny is when she first sits down, Tristan's like, you've come to save us from from humiliation oh, yeah. and then she pulls out a trumpet and he's like oh no, oh, no. <laughs> Tristan in Tristan. his little fedora <laughs> so cute um, but like he and Tori are so happy that she's back I know which I'm like I, I can never get a read on Tori with Maya yeah on like whether they're actually friends or if it's more of like a frenemy I think, vibe I think they're but frenemies I think... but I think that they do like genuinely kind of like each other yeah um, yeah now that the Zig thing doesn't seem like a problem anymore. Also, Zig is terrible right now. Maybe Fuck he Zig. gets better, but Does like... Does he get better? I don't know. He... Okay, so Zig, I will say... He gets kinda, hotter. <laughs> he gets way hotter. Um, uh, Zig does kind of get better. I've never been a huge Zig fan, even in later seasons when he does improve. He's, he's, he was in Next Class as well. Like, he's, okay. he and Maya... He, Maya, Tristan, like, that crew is, like, the older crew in Next Class. Okay. Um... And I, I do think he gets better, but I'm still never fully been on board for it. I just never, never quite got there. Gotcha. Um, but then, but then we find out that all the people finished the paper and it's exciting. And Claire ordered them pizza to celebrate. And apparently Allie's favorite pizza is pineapple, olives, and barbecue chicken, which sounds disgusting. Revolting. Um, <laughs> That's, I don't know which part is more horrifying. The pineapple, I hate pineapple on yeah, pizza. No. I can't do it. The olives, which I hate olives because one time I bit into an olive thinking it was a grape and it ruined my life. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. All olives, all olives, it just ruined it. But, like, so I'm a vegan. That said, I, before we're going vegan, I love barbecue chicken. Yeah. Barbecue on pizza? Nah, dog. Like, a barbecue chicken pizza is good. If mm. it's, like, like, it's fine <laughs> if, if, like, that is the only, like, part about it that it's doing i do not care for barbecue sauce so i am okay from this conversation but the point is none of those things mix together well yeah no 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 i love barbecue sauce and i love tomato sauce but i don't want them together that's a problem no a barbecue chicken pizza doesn't have tomato sauce on it it's just the barbecue and oh yeah it's just barbecue. Yeah, it's like it's like a white pizza. It doesn't have the tomato. It's like a barbecue. It's only Ooh, I do the barbecue. Like white pizza. It's only the barbecue sauce with like the cheese, and it has like I think some like grilled onions Ooh, on it. Yeah. It's good. I like a barbecue chips and pe- pizza, but if you put olives and pineapple on it, that it, no, no, thank you, no, thank you. Well, she also calls it a bandari style pizza, which I'm like, oh no, Sav eats this too. <laughs> You also, both betrayed me. Can I just say that I, I don't trust a Canadian pizza regardless of toppings? True. <laughs> the farther you get away from New York, the less the more the quality of pizza will decrease no matter where you are. It's true. Uh, I agree. But then um what happens? Oh Claire and Allie make up. Yes. 
I think I wrote out. Oh, I think I wrote Ali. What are you doing because of the pizza? Um, and then, yeah. And then Claire and Eli are still super duper flirty. They're like play fighting even, I think at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's just, they like, race each other yeah. to the room. Right, 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 thing. Right. I'm like, Oh my God, you guys. Yep. Um, but and then, then we're on the Ferris wheel with Fiona and Imogen. And I wrote my note is, oh my god, are Fiona and Imogen gonna pull a my Orion and Marissa on the Ferris <gasps> wheel? Oh my god! Oh my god! Holland, we think the same. I wrote, I wrote in all caps. Ferris will kiss. Fiona has seen the OC. She knows this works. Yes. It's and then, so and then I was like, oh shit! Yes, of course they are. And I was like, yeah, they like each other. But so yeah, they're on the Ferris wheel, and Fiona kisses her and is like. They're talking about how she has to leave, and she's like, but I have to do one thing before I go, or something like that. Yeah. She's, like, clearly about to tell her she has feelings for her, but then can't do it, so she just kisses her. Yeah. Which, honestly, great plan B. I'm here for it. It's amazing. So they kiss, and then I pumped my fist in the air like the end of The Breakfast Club. (laughs) And then the next scene, they're, like, immediately holding hands already. Imogen kisses kisses her back. Fiona's like, so, yeah, that. And Imogen just, like, smiles and kisses her back, and I'm like, yay! And Imogen's like, I've wanted to do that for a really long time. It's so and, nice. And it made me so it's happy. It's so cute. And she's like, I don't know what this means. And Fiona goes, I just hope it means you like me. Yeah. <laughs> but then she's like, but you're leaving. And then and then uh, Fiona's like, mm, maybe I can figure something out. <laughs> Which I hope so. Which, yeah. Me too. And Holly J is staying with her. Because she's like, I'm staying until at least after the holidays. Yeah. So, and Holly J is going to stay with her. Um, Once and then, again, Holly J is the friend we all need in our lives. And also, Fiona and Imogen are immediately holding hands after this. And I'm like, oh, lesbians. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Well, it's so cute. Well, and Holly J goes, so is she a lesbian? And Fiona goes, I think she, I don't know. She's questioning. We'll figure it out. Yeah. It's like, eh, whatever. Um, but I'm like, good for you, Fiona, for not just, like, immediately assuming someone must be a lesbian because she likes a girl. We don't know. Imogen could be bi. Yeah. It's soft. Although. I, correct me if I'm wrong. Did Fiona originally think she was bi or did she or was she like, oh, no. Oh, no. I think she was right away like, no, I'm super gay. Okay, I couldn't remember. Yeah, because she hooked up with Adam that one time and then like very quickly realized, oh, I'm into Adam because yeah. I associate Adam with being fe- female, which is a problem. Yeah. And then she was like, oh, no, I like girls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but then... We oh yeah and she's like uh she's planning to stay after the holidays and she's like maybe I'll I'll just need to get a job or a roommate or something and I'm like all right well next season's gonna be interesting for Fiona <laughs> and then we're with my love I love her so much I know but then we're with the other ship of the episode and Eli and Claire are eating cotton candy and Eli hates cotton candy and he throws it away and they're also still so dramatic oh my god yeah and. They're having a very dramatic conversation that I don't totally remember. Me neither. This was I just wrote I ship it buzz. so much. This is this is like towards the end like it was at this point in me watching the episode it was like getting really late and I was tired and it was like almost 2 a.m. and I had people talking to me and distracting me <laughs> and I was like I'm trying to finish Degrassi let me live. At this point my wine was definitely kicking in and I was like I ship it. I oh my god, me too. <laughs> me too. So I, I think what happened here is they're, they're, they're being cute about the whole, about the, the cotton candy thing. Mm-hmm. Cause she's like, she's like, uh, I didn't think you for someone who liked can- cotton candy. He goes, there's so much you don't know about me, Claire. And he goes, just kidding. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> he throws it away. Oh yeah. And I think, <laughs> and I think they talk about like, are you really like, like afraid of this because of like 
my bipolar disorder yes, or whatever and she's it. like no like it wasn't uh, about that like I'm it's because I'm afraid or something it's something really dramatic and then yes and then his dad pulls up and he's going he's like oh, I'm going away for the holidays and then he pauses before he's like starts to walk away and then he talks stops and he turns and he says kiss, Claire they kiss. and she kisses wait, him don't forget. Not there yet. Okay, Claire, okay. Goes, Sorry. I'm just so I excited. Let the Claire, YA author describe the scene, Kelsey. Let, let me have my moment. She goes, Claire, I can't leave until I know. Do you mean what I think you mean when you say that? And so she kisses him. Yes. And then, he, and then she, he starts to say something else, and she goes, no, we'll talk about it when you get back. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so good and so dramatic, and I love it so much. And then it's over. And also, after after this kiss happened, my friend turns to me and goes, is this the mono episode? Because everyone made out. Like, I wrote, everyone's getting I wrote, sick. Oh, no. I wrote, oh, no, Eclair. Here we go again. I am here I, for Eclair round two. I, I don't dislike them, but I also, like, okay, I'm biased and a, a, a little gay. And I'm like, how could this not end on Imogen and Fiona? This was clearly their episode. Why are oh, we going on with there? that? I know. I felt like the Eli and Claire thing kind of came out of nowhere. Like, we've been ramping up to, I've, or at least I feel like we've been ramping up to Imogen and Fiona for way, way longer. And this like, episode was like, hey, guess what? We're doing this again, guys. I mean, there have been, like, little moments, but it hasn't been, been as moments. much. Yeah, I feel like this, like, it it, it kind of just little, ramped up. They've been, like, planting seeds for sure, but it was just, like, almost immediate turnover. It was, like, turn it up to 11 for the finale all of a sudden. Yeah. I just didn't want the freeze frame to be on Claire. I was like, the freeze frame should be on Fiona. Yeah. But I'm also very biased. <laughs> and again, and again, little gay. So, like... <laughs> Just a little like, bit. <laughs> like more more attention to the lesbian couple. We'll get to Eclair later. They've had enough screen time. <laughs> they really have. Um, more Femigen. Is it Femigen? Is that what they call them? Because that would be actually kind of cute. Probably. I have no idea, but that, that is, I like it. It's better than like Emoja. Emojna. Emona? Emona. <laughs> yeah, I think I like Femigen works better. Fiomagen? I don't know. No. No. <laughs> It sounds painful. It sounds, like, it sounds like a drug that they give you in the hospital. Oh, give her, we need to give her two milliliters of fiomagen. <laughs> oh um, and then, yeah, that's the end of the episode. So without further ado, um, well, first Spirit Squad Captain. I might give it to Fiona for like. Yeah, I, like I for like Fiona. coming to terms with the hardships she was given, and then still being able to make the frostival happen, and then like taking a chance and kissing Imogen, and I don't know. I feel like this she was screwed Fiona's up. Episode. It was. She screwed up by writing by forging the check, but she admitted to it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I I would say runner up for me would be Imogen for liking Fiona back. Thank you. <laughs> Um, for me, I mean, Fiona is obviously the clear winner, but I'm going to also give uh, honorable mention to Connor for being too pure for this world yeah. and always being a buddy and to Allie for standing up for herself, but then still being a big enough person to like forgive. Yes. I know sometimes you guys have episodes where it's just like, I don't want to give it to anyone because everyone's terrible. This is a hard one because like so many people were great. Yeah, I know. Eli was great. Yes. Too. I kind of want to give him like an also and like a. An honorable, honorable mention. <laughs> I'm just like, also, 
but no, not to Eli for shipping, like pushing Fiona and Imogen together yes. a bit, shipping them, and also like not freaking out on Claire about spilling that uh, soup. soup. I would have. <laughs> Yeah. Specifically, only for those two things that he did. In this yeah. episode. <laughs> um, ship. I know who Cody's ship is. I mean, I'm very obvious. It's Fiona and Imogen. Come on. I mean, well, yeah. Uh, can I just say it's a tie? Yeah. Fiona and Imogen, Ooh. Eli and Claire. I might give it a little bit more to Fiona and Imogen because we have. It has been like more of a long time coming. I know, but I love those dramatic idiots. But I so do. Much. I do. I love them. I hate it. I, I hate that, that I, don't. I love Eclair so yeah, much. Yeah, me too. I feel like I I've been tricked. Both ridiculous. I feel like They're I've so been ridiculous. tricked. I've been manipulated by the show. I have. I've Listen, been... I don't. I don't hate Eli and Claire. And like, of all of the possibilities Claire could have been with, I probably lean more towards Eli. Although I did like her and Jake in the early days before it got got too weird. Yeah, yeah early um, days was fine. Yeah, um, but I'm fine with that. That said, I just think like Claire and Eli are high drama. Fiona and Imogen are just so cute. They're so yeah. like, together. Yeah. I love like, it. And the only, the only drama we get is the all too real angst of, oh no, is she straight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, relatable. <laughs> um, I think we're going to stop doing moral. I was going to say, we did get a tweet the other day that was like, guys, just stop. But I feel like it's the season 11 finale. Uh, we should, you we, know should we should make do? this be the last moral episode. Okay. Final Even moral. though it's probably not going to be great. <laughs> I was going to say, I think the moral of us doing the moral this go around is uh no one to give up on something (laughs) (laughs) there you go no one to give up on doing the more of the episode the thing is like this uh, this show is now so much more like teen drama kind of more than after school special yeah an after school special now like it started out as an after school special a hundred percent and now it's just not really that anymore yeah no, so, not at all. We're not doing the moral anymore. I don't think that anyone's going to miss it because you're not going to hear us awkwardly be like, um, be don't honest. Lie. Believe in yourself. <laughs> Stand up for yourself. Although I would say for me, the moral of this episode is uh, always kiss people on Ferris wheels. There you Hell go. Hell yeah. <laughs> Seems like a good call. Oh, uh, gosh. So great. And the OC taught us this before before Degrassi, but Degrassi just reinforced this mm-hmm. lesson. Yeah, I mean Degrassi just like took that lesson to heart and is like being like, yeah, this is what you should do. Let's just Here, here's sure the moral for the new this. generation. This yes. is like ten years, almost ten years later <laughs> after the OC. Like we need to make sure the new generation knows Ferris wheel kisses work. Yes, they're wonderful. So good. They're so good. Um, I've never been kissed on a Ferris wheel. Me neither. Me neither. I also, I also don't go on Ferris wheels because I'm deathly afraid of them. Yeah. Although maybe that's why I should because then I can go on set with a Ferris wheel and be like, I'm really scared. I think and then... it's because Ferris wheels are actually in real life kind of garbage, but... That is also true. <laughs> but they're also really boring. So if you're going to exactly. make out that's on any I... ride, that's it might true. as well be the Ferris wheel. It's not going to be the Tilt-A-Whirl. No. <laughs> oh my God. Making out on the Tilt-A-Whirl sounds horrifying. <laughs> it sounds like broken teeth is what it sounds like. Oh no. Or scrambling. Oh my god, my favorite ride was growing up was the Scrambler. Can you imagine trying to make out with someone on the Scrambler? (laughs) You would like headbutt each other. Again, broken teeth. (laughs) Oh god. The zipper? No. (laughs) Listen, you know I could talk about the zipper for a hundred years. We already have. Did you guys ever have the ride that was called the Gravitron? Is that the one where you like are pressed up against the wall? The outdoor or the indoor? The indoor one. 
I've, I've done both, but like the out, the indoor one at our play, like at our fairs, always looked like a UFO. The yeah. indoor, uh, one, yeah, the indoor one was always worse because it was stuffy and you were spinning and mm-hmm. sometimes could go upside down and it was not good. Yep. I never, I never got brave enough to try to go upside down. But what oh, was cool that. about the indoor one is that you basically just leaned back and then just like it just spun you, and eventually you, you're spinning so fast you can't feel that you're spinning. Yeah. So you're just like yeah. leaning there. Like, yeah. even though you know you're technically standing up it fe- and, like, the things go up and down, so you're, like, you're just, it's just the gravity pressing you against the wall. I don't know. That, see, like, it's hard to make out on it because you can barely move, but, <laughs> you know. Maybe easier um, on that one, but I feel like you have, like, so much pressure pushing you against the wall yeah. that I don't know if you would, like, want to make out with somebody in that state either. No. Nah, yeah, no, exactly. dog. Hard pass. <laughs> seems complicated. We also had the of the pirate ship which was just like you set in the thing and then it like swung you oh, back yeah. and forth yeah like but really high and, and then it like butterflies in your stomach yeah that doesn't well i'm just saying the, the ferris wheel of all the i, I hate the ferris wheel because i hate heights but, but the best all the option for rides, makeouts. yeah easily mm-hmm. for sure easily um uh, that's the moral of the episode guys ferris wheel is the best ride for making out with somebody <laughs> um no question all right grapevine do we have anything? I think we do, but I feel like maybe we should save it for the next episode so that well, Cody doesn't I think have the grapevine that we wanted to do was to do we want to do season twelve preview yeah. stuff? Yeah, but I, I um I don't know if Cody you want to hang on for that or if this is something <laughs> yeah, that we could... I can. Well, see, here's the thing that will amuse me. I've seen season twelve, so it'll amuse me to see what your reactions will be. I won't give anything away though. Okay, so then should I pause the recording now and then we'll we'll watch the season twelve trailer or whatever? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay. All right, so we watched the season twelve promo. It was like a picture day thing where there would be groups who took a picture together, and it would seem like it was like nice and fine and then it would like cut to like some really dramatic thing happening yeah it was fun it's a fun promo um everyone's hair got better katie's hair is way different yeah it's like dark (laughs) she has bangs she looks great i love it so her thing it was like drew and katie were posing as like homecoming king and queen and then like the dramatic cut was like bianca came in and then they were like fighting and she like kissed drew in front of katie and it was like dramatic and then there was, what else was there? There was a there hockey There was Maya team. and some other, and some guy we've never seen okay, before. Okay, so Maya's about to getting make a out. romantic storyline coming up, apparently, according to this promo. And apparently, it looked like at the end, like, their love was going to, like, persevere through all the drama. That's, the like, the vibe I got from it. Yeah. Tristan's getting bullied by um, the, hockey, the team. hockey team. There's a new girl in drama that Eli is going to fight with. Yeah. Claire's also just, like, there. <laughs> Her hair looks better. Yeah. I don't know. That was it. Um, Claire has many hair evolutions. Yeah. I feel like I've seen her a photo of her with like really short hair that I don't know if it's her best look. <laughs> but I don't know. I know um, nothing about. So now we have some photos of new characters. They don't seem that interesting. This is the girl from the drama thing. I think that's the guy from the Ma- Maya thing. He's like wearing like a Letterman jacket. He's probably plays sports. We know that girl's probably in drama. I thought this was. Oh the no, guy. that's that guy. It's that guy. Um, this girl's there's in another drama, guy who looks like but she him. doesn't look like weird nerdy drama. She looks like a girl who wants to go to L.A. and be an actress. Yeah. 
And then there's another guy in the letter. There are like three guys in Letterman jackets. Are they from different schools? Because it doesn't, it looks like a red D. Yeah. Not like a Degrassi Letterman jacket. But I think, I, I don't know. They might have just changed the jackets though. But why would they be red? I don't know. They might be from different schools. And then, yeah, I don't know. I got nothing on those guys. And then, oh, this here they are. This is just them just again in different outfits. Yeah. Awkwardly standing in front of Seamless. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Three new dudes and one new girl. Yeah, basically. pretty much. I don't remember who the three – I'm not looking at the picture, but I don't remember who the three new dudes are. I know who the new girl who comes in next season is. At least I think. I, I'm assuming I know who you're talking about. They're all about. wearing Letterman jackets, if that helps, but they're like – they don't look like they're from Degrassi. But they're yeah, in Degrassi I, in the promo photo, so I don't know. That's true. I don't know what's going on. Maybe they just changed is, their is the aesthetic. Is, is the new girl a blonde girl? Yes. yes. Okay, I know who that is. I know that one. And then, like, two I know white who... guys and a black guy. Oh, oh, I know who the black guy is. He's one of my favorite characters. Okay. <laughs> I love him. Okay. I forgot that he comes in next season. I'm so excited. Okay. All right. Well, you, you being excited is getting me excited. <laughs> so. As soon as, as soon as, like, as soon as you, like, started describing them, I was like, wait, Letterman Jack. Oh, oh, I think, I guess giving a name away doesn't hurt. I think that's Dallas. I think you're probably talking about Dallas. Sure. Um. Who I love. Who knows? Very much. Oh, I remember you talking about loving somebody named Dallas, but I love him. But... I love him. Uh, he, I, I don't know if you will love him right away. In fairness, he's one who grew on me. But once he okay. grew on me, he grew on me a lot. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Um, it did happen. Fair, so. I'm fairly certain that <laughs> when I was watching this. Oh, yeah. Oh, holy day. Crazy. Yeah. He grew on me. Um. Uh, I will admit with Dallas, it may be that like when I was watching this at like age, what, 20, 21, because I was still watching Degrassi at that point, uh, I maybe had a crush on him. <laughs> so my view may be slightly skewed. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Noted. All right. I mean, we'll see what happens, you guys. Yeah. So that, season 12. that's, I guess, is going to be the only grapevine we do. We just did some season 12 previews, first impressions. Yeah. Who knows? Oh, and, yeah. oh, and by the way, we're not taking a break between seasons because right. we're we going to be took a take... couple breaks during season 11. <laughs> well, no. Well, I mean, like never a full week, but um, for season. Well, oh. for the, we're taking we're not taking break because later in June, Holland's going to be away and we were yeah. just going to take a we'll full take week a break then. <laughs> yeah, we're going to take our break then. We're just scheduling it differently. Yeah. Don't freak out. Um. But I'm excited for you guys to jump into season 12. I, I only remember bits and pieces of it, but I know there's some incredibly dramatic things ahead. I mean, we're All literally right. going to be jumping in as soon as we get off of the yeah, phone with you. We're going to be watching the premiere after this because we wanted to look at all the season 12 stuff without having seen anything yet. So yeah, that is next on our list. <laughs> um, Exciting. But- that is all that we have for Grapevine today. If you would like to be featured on a gr- future Grapevine segment, you can tweet at us at DegrassiPod. We're on Instagram at DegrassiPod. You can email us, whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com. We're on Tumblr, whatever it takes podcast.tumblr.com. You can listen to us pretty much anywhere. And if you could find us on Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe, that'd be really cool. And if you leave us a review, we will make up a Degrassi-inspired fan fiction for you on the show. 
And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at KelSucks with a Z at the end. And Cody, plug all your things. Uh, hi, yes. I'm Cody Keplinger. You can find me on uh, mostly on Twitter at Cody underscore Keplinger. That's Cody with a K, K-O-D-Y. Um, and uh, I am an author. I write books. You can check those out at CodyKeplinger.com. And I have a new book coming out in uh, at the end of August called That's Not What Happened, which you can pre-order now. Sweet. Um, and Kelsey, what are you going to recommend for your recommend thing? I don't know. I'm scrolling through my stuff to see if I have anything. I'm going to kind of cheat and recommend something that I've already recommended, but like a different season of a thing that I've already recommended. Yeah, that's fine. I'm going to recommend <laughs> Terrace House, but now Aloha State. It's the second season you should watch on Netflix, and I just started that, so I'm <laughs> recommending that. Uh, you know what I'm going to recommend? Um, so I've already recommended season two of the podcast In the Dark, um, but it's gotten really, really good. It's just, it's just so good, you guys. It's like, it's gotten amazing. The, my favorite thing about In the Dark is that they get really into the investigative journalism stuff, um, and they've like, they've proven like real corruption in like various um, police forces Ooh. in like small towns. That sounds cool. So like. The last the last season like really did that. And I wasn't so sure if this season was it felt like they were kind of grasping at straws at the beginning. But like a lot of shit has actually come out about it. So it's like. It's good in the dark season two Sweet. podcast. So good. Um, I am sitting here like, oh, no. Oh, no. I forgot this section. What do I do? <laughs> but I, I think I have something. Uh, I'm going to um, we're, we're going to keep it gay. Um, I'm going to recommend a book, a YA book called um, uh, A Fire and Stars. It's a fantasy, YA fantasy novel. Uh, and it is um, uh, really, really fun. It's basically about a um, it's high fantasy, so alt-world fantasy. It's about a princess from uh, one kingdom who is betrothed to the prince of another uh, to form an alliance between their two countries. So she goes to this other kingdom to prepare for her wedding, only to quickly realize that she is in love with his sister. Ooh. Um, um, uh, it is delightful, and there's some intrigue, there's magic, and, and drama, and girls kissing. So, you know, enjoy. <laughs> and that is uh, Fire and Stars by, I believe her name is Audrey Colhurst. So, and then there's a companion novel called Ink Mistress that I just started with different characters. Still gay. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That sounds cool. I'm all about a princess fairy tale story. Me too. <laughs> um, yeah, it's you know, the way you think. I, I enjoyed it because I'm, I'm not usually a princessy person, but I was like, I'm like, okay, I'm not usually a princessy person. I don't know if I like, oh, the princess is in love with someone she should not be with. I'm here for it. Perfect. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Well, that is all that we have for you guys today. Thank you again, Cody, for being on the show. It's been a while, but we always seem to hey. get you for finales, so... It's nice to continue the tradition. Thank you for having me back. And thank you for having me back on a highly, I, I feel like I also show up on high Fiona episodes. Like, yes. <laughs> I think like season, end of season 10, 9, 10, whenever, whenever the New York we one happens. We did Degrassi Takes Manhattan, right? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And I remember being like, I swear Fiona gets better, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I do remember yeah. that. You did reassure us, and you were correct. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry Fiona, we did not believe you. Fiona is my favorite, so I'm always happy to show up on a highly Fiona-centric episode. 
God, was that only t- season 10? It's been it's been so long because this season so was, was so season, long. I'm pretty sure that was season 9. Okay. I was going to say I'm like geez. Yeah, in fact I know it was season 9 because I showed up in one episode for season 10, one of another Fiona episode in season 10. Okay. Uh that dealt with her drinking problem. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, all right. Well, that is all that we have for you guys today. Thank you as always to Jay for our wonderful theme song and thank all of you for listening. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.